Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast here, People Bring Profits. Thank you for joining us today. Man, we're super excited about being here today. It's Friday. Friday here at the office. Uh, a cool front blew through here, I think. In Southeast Texas. Can yeah, you believe it? A Feels cooler. good. Man, it was in like, the 70s. Yeah, but man, it's going to be a beautiful weekend this weekend. Got some great college football on. Uh, Astros made the playoffs. How yeah. awesome was that, guys? Go oh, Astros. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. I just love seeing all this stuff with the Rangers and everybody and the Astros sneak up there and win it. So uh, that's going to be fun. It's going to be a great week. Um, how are y'all doing? Good. Doing? Good. How you doing? Excellent. I'm a little bit under the weather today, so yes, you are. I sound a little nasally, but I'm good. Just if you have to sneeze, turn that way. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to. We got a big conference to go to, guys. Um, next week we'll be in Washington D.C. Oh yeah, yeah, for our Buffalo Wild Wings uh, big conference. Um, so yeah, excited! Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We're actually going to do a podcast from there. Mm-hmm. It'll be mm-hmm. fun. We're yeah. packing up the gear and bringing it with us and going to find a great spot to do it. And Live from our nation's capital. Yes. Yeah. So cool. I, so I, cool. I, I have to be careful with you two guys. Where are we, where are we shooting from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, I don't know where, where we might shoot. I mean, I don't want to get in trouble or something, but um, and now I'm hearing like they nominated Trump for like the, the speaker. You know, you hear that? No. Yeah, I thought that was a joke. They were I doing did it. see something like that. Oh, interesting. I didn't know you could do that. I've I guess out my, in the field, man. In my high school, Central didn't teach me that government that much. I just thought you had to be a senator to be the House. So I'm trying to read up on that. So it's kind of crazy, but interesting. How you been, Justin? Good, good. Been out in the field. Yeah, I haven't been, seen uh, you in a while. Where you been? Locking elbows. Went up to West Monroe, Alexandria. Just kind of getting in the stores, working with our leaders, and um, just getting my eyes on the operation. Yeah. I Love that. it. I was, I was going down the office, and your light was off, and I was like, "Oh, well, he's out. He's out of town, mm-hmm. traveling with some some new field leaders we have out there." So that's awesome to see as a CEO of the company. I love that. Love seeing you out there rubbing elbows with it. I wish I can get out there more, and I need to. And um, so, yeah, I hope you feel better too, Kimberly. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, you know, uh, one thing I do want to say, guys. Uh, gets brought up all the time to us uh how we get paid for this or how we put this off is just your subscriptions right we need subscriptions and we talk did you say pay well i hadn't received a dollar yet well you don't get paid for this (laughs) (laughs) you got a free i I bought you coffee this morning in the world now justin yeah we're on the way do y'all have confessions (laughs) no yeah (laughs) please subscribe Yeah, Kim's a, mad at us. Please subscribe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in trouble now. This is a no, financial we, meeting now. <laughs> um, no, really, it, it's true. It's like subscriptions. You know, um, yes, we, we we produce this. We have some great people behind the scenes helping us put this off, and you know, um, and we produce this thing, and we do it as a give back. Me and Kim, it feels like we've always had this dream about trying to share our story and give it back. And you know, I'll, I'll say this: we're pretty, we're pretty. Uh, you know, I'm humble. We're humble people, but we're successful entrepreneurs. We started this business um, as young, eager people that had a dream and a passion to do something with our lives. And nobody wrote us a check. We weren't, you know, like you say, born with rich parents. Mm-hmm. We did this, and we want to share our story because when we do that, we feel like it's giving back, right? Yeah, and subscriptions for me personally, you know, it's not monetary by no means, but it gives us encouragement to keep going for you guys out there in the in the field and in the communities, and and just to, it's an easy way to press a thumbs up and to subscribe to our podcast, to just give us the encouragement that we need. We are humans. We do need encouragement. So we do appreciate that from you guys. I'm glad you said well that. Said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Wow. Boom. It is. We do need encouragement. So 
I need encouragement home more that hey, you do a good job mowing the grass in the back. Oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, subscriptions are a thing. Justin comes to me all the time and says, hey, man, we got 12 new subscriptions. It's you exciting. Know, it is. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, a, it's a win for us. So, But like Kim said, it is, it's motivational for us to keep going. And, and we're, as, as we're building this, this, this platform, we're trying to get better at it. And we're studying at it. And we're trying to find different formats to, to, to get our word out and what people want to hear and uh, get a lot of comments out there. So with that being said, go, please, go to YouTube. Uh, Spotify, Apple, they're all, and you know, subscribe to them, make comments, like them, um, and share them, please. It's like them, um, and share them, please. Uh, and with that, you know, we're, we're kind of shifting gears a little bit. Get, we, we've been asking a lot of questions, we're asking for people to send us questions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we got a lot of questions. And finally, everybody's like, hey, y'all need to answer these questions. Yeah. I try to answer them on social, but sometimes people attack me again. I'm like, hold on, guy, chill out here. And tacked Kim the other day. I'm like, you know what? She's a school board member. I love it. Yeah, she has a little insight on public education. I got attacked for saying the country should run like a business. I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness, we're $30 trillion in debt. Who wouldn't think it should run like a business? But <laughs> I didn't even need to say anything. Other people went in and said anything. So that's what like, get, I don't get it. That's what yeah. gets me. It's like you make these comments and you're, it's real, but they have their opinion on it. And it's like, no, we're in debt. And it makes me so frustrated. We just keep increasing our debt. We can't do that at home. Yeah. They'd foreclose on my house, you know? Yes. But who's that? Use your five 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 two one two eight. Yeah. But with that being said, super excited because today we're doing a QA. Yeah. Ooh, I threw this at y'all, and we got our man Pat back over there. How are hey, you doing, Pat? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah. Well, welcome yeah. to the show, Pat. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate having me. Yeah. Looking yeah. forward to it. Pat's been, he actually fixed his hair pretty nice today. I Pat think. was born for this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got the radio voice, right? Yeah. yeah. You really do. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Pat is, uh, Pat, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from, man? What, so, what do you do for us? So, uh, so I'm from, I'm originally from New York. Uh, spent most of my life up there. Moved down to uh, Tampa, Florida. That's where I got involved in Buffalo Wild Wings and uh, eventually made my way out here and I find myself working for you, uh, you three, um, you know, building machines every day. I'm the director of training, culture and support. And it's a mouthful, but it's definitely, uh, it, you know, it definitely fills me up every day, keeps me busy. And I love uh, I love what I do. So yeah. that's that's what I do. I, I do what I love. You 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 Sweet. do you do love what you do. And Pat's a super encouraging guy when he when you see him walk down the hall and get to say hi to him and just spend some time with him. I enjoy him. We have some great conversations with him, but add Pat to it. And um, thank you for enjoying the Aspire to Be team a while back. Yep. It's, a, it's a great move for us. Um, but so Pat's going to always sit in here with us a little bit, and he's going to be asking us questions because he submits these, and he gets them out in the field. He pulls them off YouTube, or uh, people email us directly. We have some people in our company that email us, and what we'll ask. And so... We're gonna let Pat kind of narrate this a little bit and ask us questions. So let's let's roll, Pat. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, let's uh, let's shift this in the drive here. So, um, you know, question question out in the field uh, that I that I, I looked at that I'd like answered here is, um, you know, how do we boost sales in our restaurants and increase profits? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll I'll take that question. Okay. Or, you know, let me let me start. And I think we're all going to answer this, right? Sure. Not yeah. just one of us. I want yeah. us all to throw it in there. The, the, some of the things that people forget to, to forget about, and, and I challenge our teams this and the other businesses here, and the biggest thing is you can have a great product, right? You can have a great product, but you give crappy hospitality. Mm. They're not going to come back, man. You know, and I tell our teams that all the time, man. They'll be up there and, you know, it's like, what would you like today? 
that's not how you greet people. You know, so it's again, if you can if you can go sell a product and let's let's use one of our concepts, um, Rusty Taco, for example, and we're trying to build shelves there and we got some good products and all that. But if you're not giving great hospitality in a clean place, they're not going to come back, man. You know, it could be great food, but the service was crappy. They're not going to come back. And if you can shift that gear and get 10 people to walk in that door and you could give them best product that you can get. And you could give them with the biggest smile, the coldest coat that they can have, or beer, (laughs) and a clean restroom, and a great goodbye. Those 10 people are going to, eight of them at least, are going to say, tell somebody like, hey, at church, hey, we're going to go to that Rusty Taco. We went there that last week, and it was awesome. You know, and then that person's going to invite that person. And it's steamroll. People don't think that 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 crap's going to change the next day. We do that. We'll do promos. We'll add something. They think, oh, the next week it's going to see a huge spike in sales. No. It takes some time to build it and how you have to build it with hospitality. Yeah. And and for what I hear you saying, Chris, it's really about the experience. experience. The experience is going to build the sales because in this day and time that we live with technology so far advanced like it is, is that just think about people when they're on their phones and they don't like the experience, they just stroll to the next one. Yep. And they don't settle on something until they're interested or until it makes them feel good. Yeah. And that's when they settle. And so this day and time with our, you know, with our um, guest and everything, we need to really hone in on the guest experience because that's going to increase sales because they're going to come back you know, over time over feel good experience. They want to feel good when they walk in a feel good experience. They want to feel good when they walk in our restaurants. And so for me, experience is, is what I encourage our team to hone in. You know what that was? It for baseball, it was a home run. Boom, over that, the fence. Oh, deep, I got a home run. Deep center go. field. Did I answer that correctly, you Mr. Did. Pat? That, is, that, was, that, that is beautiful. <laughs> Just, I, I know your brain's going over here like ready. I think like in a, in a franchise system, a great way to uh, increase sales and the, the experience absolutely matters, but you're going to get like a, a template, thing, minimum standards, but it's doing those extra special things. And the, a great way to drive traffic and, and do an imprint on someone is to, to give them a smile, do the small things that oh, matter. Yeah. But then also from a, from an ops perspective is teaching your people um, to upsell and to, to steer the menu and to, to make sure that they're getting things that taste great, that make the company a bunch of money and, you know, ultimately would drive them to come back. But there's a lot of science behind, you know, improving sales through through traffic and experience, but but also making sure that they're getting the great food that you're known for that you make good money on. Yeah. Yeah, but, and that's like our normal call the other day. I missed it with Gonzalez, but I was typing Stephanie um, in the office, and I said, hey, they need to finish out period nine with, you know, increased sales before the end of the week. And one great way to do it is to everybody offer an appetizer. Yeah. A yeah. low-cost appetizer. Yeah. But Fried offer, pickles, baby. Yeah, yeah. We, we know, offer yeah. an appetizer. Yeah. Get the whole staff involved. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, yep. that's a great way to increase sales. It is, and, and you know, both of it, you know, increasing sales of of and, and you know, building loyalty with that too is because you just don't want to increase sales that first week. Mm-hmm. You want it to continue to come back. Yeah. So that's the where people miss out on is the, the you know they it's all about and you hit it with home run. It's all about the experience. People go to Disney World uh, for the experience, 
right? It's yeah. the whole experience. You don't go there and sit in an hour-long line just to ride four rides. You go for the whole experience part of it. Not. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a great experience, though, you're also willing to pay a little bit yeah. more. Which, yeah. is, which is a huge deal. If you give someone a great experience and they're really happy with the service they you know received, mm-hmm. they're way less likely to care that the Disney churro is like 12 bucks or yeah. whatever it is, and it's $4 at Rusty Taco. Yeah, and then there yeah. was a Part B to that question about increasing profits, oh, and, I believe. And, and, yeah. and, and, and revenue, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, revenue yep. and profits, yep. Yeah, so I think just if you pay attention to the actual cost of your COGS um, and and eliminating your variances or trying to get your variances either eliminated or close to your actual cost, that will also help increase your profits. Yeah. So that's something that we encourage our managers to really focus on. In a restaurant, we call that ABT or your actual versus theoretical. And really, we're just talking about reducing waste. So if you can operate at a really, really high level and things are made to spec to the recipe with very minimal waste, you're doing everything you can from an ops perspective there. And then you're trying to sell those really profitable items and steer people to the menu and you know, make sure things are, are priced right. But within our control, a great way to really quickly get a wrap around your business is reduce waste, like yeah. Kim said. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. some, I love it, man. That was awesome. Um, good comments on that. That's a good question, too, because that's something we challenge ourselves every day, how to increase sales. And I learned this a long, long time ago in business. No matter what business you're in or where you're living at your household, sales fix everything. Right, they really do. When you get they higher really sales, do. they help you fix your fix your food costs at home. When you make more money, it's easier to pay your bills. <laughs> yeah, yes. and we try to be pretty basic with that. Good yeah. question, Pat. Let's go. What you got next, big guy? Yeah. So, um, so out there in YouTube, by the way, that's a great way to drop a comment so we can uh, keep answering some questions. Is um, what would uh, at what point did you realize additional layers of leadership are needed? What influenced those choices, and how did you know and validate that you made the right or wrong call? Mm. Mm. That's a toughie. Uh, that you know, um, I, I keep jumping in here, but I guess I got to. I, I'll tell you what made me when I when we were growing as a company, and um, this is a personal issue with me. Uh, I was running um, three Buffalo Wild Wings at the time. Mm-hmm. It was me and Kim, and it was me really and you mm-hmm. in the back of the Beaumont Buffaloes running it, yeah. but you're paying bills for three of them. And we were processing process of opening our fourth, trying to build it. And we had Beaumont, Lake Charles, and Homa. So we had three pretty big-sized buffaloes, and I was on the road all the time. And Kim used to tell me all the time, like, hey, you need to get somebody ready to help you because you're wearing yourself out. You're missing your kid's life. You are going crazy. And because when I come home, I was on the laptop all the time, watching the videos or watching the cameras. And that's when God made me slow down. That's when I was diagnosed with my first year, 15, over 16 years of cancer, 15 Mm -hmm. years ago uh, with my lymphoma. Mm -hmm. And that made me slow down because that shocked me, man, because I was like, man, I'm all over the place. I can do this. But then I realized, what if I I am sick? I am going to have to take some time off. Who's going to run this place? I can't expect Kim to do it all. She's a mother. I need her. I need her support at home with me, mm-hmm. going through chemo, and so that was a point. And Kim, Kim knew that coming. Maybe God scratched her on her, tapped you on the shoulder, and told you. Mm-hmm. But that was a point for me that I knew I had to kind of start building a machine. You know, that's when I said, if I'm gonna sick three buffaloes, I can do this, and I can micromanage it while I'm sick. But if I want to build this company, I need to start really, you know, layering on top of it, which that costs money. Right. When you hire somebody else to be in the next leadership position. So you have to get to a level that you can financially afford it. 
you know, so be careful with that. But that's one of the things I think when I decided to add to it. I'd like to hear y'all's in, injection on that, though. Yeah. You want me to go? You want to go, Justin, whatever? Yeah. I, <clears throat> I'll, I'll just speak from like a from an ops perspective as you grow your, you know, your systems and, and things get watered down. So one of the the influences for me is I, I really, you know, put what, what's important to me is that um, I grow leaders and I get people, you know, at the same level and, and show them the pathway through experience to, um, you know, support that growth. And, you know, I, I realize that I can't be everywhere doing everything. And it's really a math game. So I when, when I feel like we need to add someone, it's if I add this person, uh, will their impact, or based on their salary, will I gain more or will I lose? So if I'm going to go pay them an $80,000 salary, but they implemented these systems with perfection because I just can't be there all the time, mm -hmm. right? I can't be there every day, every waking minute. Would that impact outweigh that salary I'm going to pay them? And I think it's that's where it starts to get interesting as you grow because in three stores, you probably just started to get at your max. And for our company, we make a major investment into making sure people don't get overextended with a ton of stores like it happens in a corporate world. So we're making a huge investment there. But uh, I think it's a combination of experience and wanting and just getting excited about leading people to that next chapter. And then it's, it's also a, a math game in saying, hey, if we implement this position as a company, will this help? our leadership, you know, promote and work on growth while the rest of the system is actually making more than it was because I can't be there anymore. So it's, it's a, it's a little quirky, but uh, I think that that approach is responsible as you're thinking about adding someone. It's like, if I add this person, it's not costing me money. It's saving me money. Yeah. 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 And I think for me, just looking back and, and sharing my raw and real experiences as a business owner is that we've had some really great leaders mm -hmm. in our company and um but each leader we rode their coattails yeah. until they could re reach us to a certain level yeah. right yeah and then when they experienced out of their comfort zone or yeah. their experience we had to level them up yeah and oftentimes it was with replacement yeah because they didn't have the skill sets that we needed to continue to grow the company and so um we would bring in another leader mm -hmm. with the skill sets that we needed because yeah. we were a growing company. And um, same thing. We rode that coattail pretty far. Yeah. And then you can see, you start to feel in business, you start to feel the foundation cracks when you don't have the right leader in place. And so um, we brought in more. Mm -hmm. And we continue to do that. And I, I think it's important as a business owner that you are able to recognize that. Yeah. And so... Um, and just like Justin, we noticed there was cracks with the current leadership. We mm -hmm. needed um, specifically the technology piece mm -hmm. was out and the system piece was out. And we had to have those well-defined systems within this company in order to get us to the next level. Yeah. And so here we go. We, were, we onboarded a COO. We were at that point to get another executive um, leader in our team. Yeah. And so um, then Justin came on and, of course, he said, hey, we need this. You know, he shared his. So now we're on the COO level or we're on the executive team level. So as you're growing in a company, that's what you do. You you start out with smaller knowledges, smaller mm -hmm. skill sets. And then as you progress, you continue to add on the experts. Yeah. And, and you continue to build out those executive roles within yeah. your company. And so for me, that's what. That's what we did. 
Now, I will say this. I just want to give this a, a word of encouragement to those that are looking to climb the corporate ladder mm -hmm. is that when a company brings in a more advanced skill set, what I would like to go back and tell our leaders that jump ship because they were intimidated by the skill sets that we brought in, man, we could have leveled you up mm -hmm. if you would have just stayed on board the ship. Yeah. But you were too quick to jump because you got your feelings hurt because your skill set wasn't there. Yeah. But we could have leveled you up and brought you to the next level. And so I think it's important for just humans out there that are in the corporate world that you're going to rise to the top. Yeah. Learn. Just Always learn patient. from That's the person a, above you. Such a big deal. I mean, yeah. I went from a, a, a group that was 10 stores to 100 plus publicly traded. And even I remember like there was a transition in the HR department. Right. And a lot of times you make a relationship with that person and we got a new yeah. one. And I was like, no way. Yeah, this is crazy. But if you just trust in people and get to really know them and give them a shot, you might find out that they can take you to a place that you never knew you could get to. That's right. Yeah. That's and right. It, so yeah. important. I think, uh, you that's know, my nugget. Yeah. That's the big, cool. that's yeah. a good yeah. nugget too. Really a great nugget. Um, with that, you know, as a leader too, the question on that is <clears throat> to go back to it, circle back to it is as a leader, I'm all, I'm always evaluating everybody that works for us. And I'm always kind of, I'm not saying pivoting. It's just like recoursing, right? You, you've taught me that. Like if we're 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 in a sailboat and we're going here, and it's it's you know a long way to the next coast where we're headed, and the winds are better this way. So I need the shift, right? And as a CEO or leader, you know whoever you are, and you do this as a family man too. God, I mean, when you're at home and you're 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 leading your household, you sometimes need to pivot, right? And um. I do that with the business. I'm always constantly looking at us and looking at the, the headwinds and the tailwinds and see where the rougher water's at and where the shallow, where the, the calmer water's at. Mm -hmm. And you got gauges out there. That, you know, I'm very analytical. Y'all know that. Yeah. I'm looking at the depth gauges. I'm looking at the, the, the weather channels, watching everything. Okay, it'll be a smoother course if you head this way. And sometimes it might take you longer to get there, but it's a way smoother ride. And come back and you don't get wet. So I'm constantly looking at us and reviewing us as a company and myself and how we can get better. But at the end of the day, I want people around my conference table, and I hope it gets big. I mean, it's big now. I'm, I'm blessed, so blessed. But I hope that we outroad this office, and I hope we keep getting bigger conference tables because everybody on that table, I want somebody to bring something good to. So when I evaluate people. I'm looking for somebody who can bring something that I'm not that good at. I need you to be very analytical. I can do that. <laughs> Let me do that. Yeah, I don't be. I don't need anybody to. You know, I, Pat's super motivational. He loves that. I did him in the field to do that. I do that on the Zoom call. I do that. Pat's out there doing it like that. So, um, so I think you got to pay attention to that. Um, and, and the last part, part of I think that question was it saying when do you know you did it right or wrong? Is yeah, that like um, you know, how do you know you made the right or wrong decision? Like, where's the validation after you put that person in place? After you start pouring into them, of am I am I getting this back or not? Did I make the right call or not? Well. I'm gonna answer that too. As there's all, they're always right to me the decisions I make. So. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, wrong. It was but, only a but 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 <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I I go back and look at it and think, well, I maybe and I teach myself. I win from the. Uh, I'm coaching myself from the losses, right? What did I do wrong? So it just helps me be a better leader. Did I evaluate this person wrong? What were they not that? So now I need to. I, I hired that person, put that person in a spot that they weren't ready for. That's my fault. That's not their fault. I'm not wrong at it. I'm right. Because now I know I'm banking. I'm knowing like, hey, 
what did what did why did I make that decision and what did I learn from that decision? So, but sometimes you got to like I said, that change your course. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's, it's that old age old too of like, do they not know or do they not care? And I think something when you spend a lot of time with someone in leadership um, and you pour into them and you try to level them up and you try to bring them to the to that place of something new where they they might be new as a director, new as a a COO, and you spend time with someone. And you're progressively getting better. They're getting a little more calibrated to you. They're going out feels good. And you can work with that all day because they care and yes. you can pour into that. No. Yes. Um, it, it, that. That's a big piece to it. And I think it's a reflection of if you bring on leaders and they're able to produce other leaders and pour and, and cascade that down one more level or two more levels, or at least, um, you know, there, there's glimpses of that. That's something mm-hmm. to pay a lot of attention to. If people don't want to work for them, uh, that's a red flag. If you know, if they're not producing leaders, that's a red flag. Yeah. If they're spending their nights just grooming people and grooming people and grooming people, um, that's something that uh, I think you have to pay a lot of attention to. And I just bring it up because not everybody's wired like that. And in leadership, uh, there's so many unspokens. Yeah. Sure, I get here at a certain time and leave at a certain time, and that's what people see. But they don't see the things that happen behind the scenes and the conversations we have we have behind the scenes all of the time to just keep getting calibrated. And you have to care to take that call at nine o'clock at night. You have to care, mm-hmm. um, and and that's something that uh, is is a big big deal when you get into upper leadership because you just they can't be on their boat. Yeah. You can't be clocking in and clocking out, and especially if you're growing a company and and you want to be highly successful. I think you're working smarter and harder. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pat, you're just loving this because you're yeah. getting oh, like yeah. a big insight. Like you're just coming yeah. to sit in my office and ask me these personal <laughs> questions. Yeah, That's like I got I got some questions here. I'm just gonna yeah. go. Keep off them script. coming, brother. <laughs> Let's go. Shoot us another one. Yep. So uh, I feel like no, I'm preaching. Another yeah. question from out there. Um, what's the biggest hurdle and struggle in owning a restaurant in today's day and age? <laughs> mm. uh, that's a little different now. Let me okay, okay. Kim might need to mute her mic. Um, no, it's a struggle. Wow. Go ahead, Kim. You ready for this? You ready? Are I you, am. No, are you? I mean, I, I thought you were looking at me like, let's go, because I've been stealing all the questions. Biggest hurdle. I man. need to think about this one. Okay, I can again, man. Come back to me. I get asked this question a lot when we're sitting in front of banks, you know, or financial people, or. You know, big corporate people that want to ask me how are we doing well and what's wrong and what's right. Hospitality, man, it's like we have forgot it. Oh. We have forgot it. It's Very everybody's cool. used to answering, you know, a computer answering the phone. It's man, it's these young. I mean, I'm not. It's not about blaming on the generation. It's just the the world, right? To be nice to each other and just greet people. Hello, how are you doing? I, I don't. I don't. I don't understand it. It's hard for me to understand it. We go in our restaurants. I try to be a little bit. Hey guys, can you like, hey, how are you doing today? Type of thing. I feel like that that's some of the biggest thing that has changed. And you know, you can see her blaming on COVID and you know, being shut down, being locked in the house. I don't know, public school systems being nice. I mean, heck, even our leaders in the school district sometimes aren't nice. People aren't nice to people. You know, it's like, man, you know, um, I, I need some motivational like people out there to motivate these young people. And let them know there is a bright light out there, that there is something special out there for them. The world, America, is still the greatest country in the world. You can look at me. (laughs) Look where I came from. Mm -hmm. And look what I've done. And I've seen other people, not just me, a ton of people do what I'm doing and what we're doing as a company and and, and growing. But the hospitality is is really hard right now. And then the, the, I don't want to steal this, because I'm sure one of y'all might say this, is the never, we don't always, the needle is moving constantly, going back and forth with cost. 
You never know. I don't under, I don't know it. You know it, where, where how to hit this. Used two years back, before COVID and before all this, we kind of had a steady stream. We knew inflation was going to happen in a, a a steady rate, but a, a controllable rate. Right now, you don't know. One day I'm buying chicken wings for this month, this price. Six months later, I'm buying for this price. Cheese has gone up here. Breasts have gone down here. We I don't know. Say I don't understand it. Chicken wings and breasts. Why they keep doing this? There's still a chicken. Right? Yeah. It's a chicken. Yeah. This one's got two wings and this one's got two breasts. So yeah. I guess we nobody's eating the wings now, so wings drop. Get everybody's the eating the breasts. But once. then this wing's going I think it's a you know, I don't know, a monopoly on this crap. Go ahead. Yeah. I think for me the biggest hurdle, um, is that the question? What is the yeah, question yeah. again, Pat? So uh, biggest uh, hurdle the owning biggest a, hurdle yeah. and struggle in owning a restaurant in today's day and age. Okay, so if I pull from my experience being in this industry for over 20 years, I would say our biggest hurdle is uh, social media. Mm. It is, um, you know, Home run. When, <laughs> when we have people that are humans that are in our restaurant and we may not get a home run every day or we may not hit the target every day, every customer. But when you get on, when a customer gets on social media and just blast a restaurant and to see all the other people that may get on there and also do a, a shout out or a blast, it's, it hits home. It's personal. It's, it's just a negative. Yeah. When, you, when you give a restaurant a one star, um, when you're doing a rating because you've had one bad experience, now listen. If you go into a restaurant and you know several times and you've had the same experience, okay, you have a you have an argument. Yeah. But if you've gone into the restaurant one time and then you humans are waiting on you with the hospitality that may or may not be there or the wrong um, item brought out to your table or not to your fancy. Listen, I was in a restaurant the other day. And this woman asked for a soup spoon. I mean, excuse me. She asked for a coffee spoon. And the poor server brought her a soup spoon. And this lady picked up that spoon and she threw it yeah. at the server because she didn't want a soup spoon. She wanted a, um, a coffee spoon. Now, a spoon is a spoon by the wow. end of the day. But she was adamant, and I'm sure she's going to go out there and blast that server on social media, and that restaurant's going to get a ding for that um, experience. But just some grace, man. Just in this day and time, we don't have a whole lot to offer. Our pockets are, are, are getting tightened. But, man, we can offer grace. It's free. It's a forgiveness. If you're out there, you have a bad experience, get a manager. Um, take care of it within the box. You guys' comments on social media, the negative comments that you just um, so freely give behind that keyboard, you keyboard warriors that are out there, you're hurting our businesses. And, man, stop it. Yeah. We're not at your door. You don't live in a glass house. We're not throwing stones at you. So um, be, be easy when you come to not just restaurants but all businesses. You know, show some grace, have some love, and uh, treat people with kindness. Man, I, you know, I want to say that too, Kim. Um, yeah, you guys. I mean, <laughs> I get sometimes they're they're valid comments, right? I mean, it's it's okay. We we're not perfect. We have nine hundred, a thousand employees, and someday they're not perfect. And that server that day, we say this all the time. You know, single mother putting herself through school or whatever. Had a bad something happened, and she's not on her her game. And um, unfortunately, you know, you're taking it out on her. 
And um, and then the managers, our managers walk around on eggshells, don't they, guys? I mean, it's they 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 are scared to death of social comments, and they're like, I did not know that this happened. If I'd have known, I'd have fixed it. And we watch videos. Believe me, I'm, you know, we're gonna get comments on this because you're gonna say Buffalo Wild Wings sucks, you know, and all that. And again, tell me what store sucks because we're gonna check it out. But every comment we get, we we know as a team, Pat, you know this. Oh, yeah. We hone in, like, what's the problem? What happened? And believe me, there's two sides to every story. Yeah. <laughs> there is. So that 20 minutes you waited to get a refill was probably seven. Yeah. But you still waited seven. We're not happy with that, but we're going to fix that. And we, we address these because the only way you know there's a leak in the boat is when you, somebody tells you. And, but please tell our managers there's a problem. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. I think the, the, the biggest hurdle for me in the restaurant industry is creating an environment in a, in a place that's awesome to work for, but then bridging the gap between the actual like job and areas of responsibility that people are signing up for. And sometimes I feel like more so than ever in this workforce, uh, it, it's not like you're getting drafted by the Jets and you have to play for the Jets. It's you're choosing to work for us. You know what the job description is. We spend a lot of money training you on exactly how it needs to be done. And then it's like you get into the job and you do your own interpretation of it. And Damn. things are just a little bit tweaked. And when you were trained to give a big old smile up front, you decided to give a big old smile up front. You decided that that didn't have to happen anymore. And it's just... You know, having the patience to deal with that, uh, making sure that we we hold you know the the job description and uh, the areas of responsibility accountable, but also at the same time making it a great place to work, so people don't look at you and say, "You guys, I don't want to," you know, "I don't want to work for you because you're you're too tough or you keep nagging to do this thing." So, like bridging the gap between those two those two things as we continue to get staffed up seems to be harder than ever. It seems like it used to be a little bit easier to get people to just do their job. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's hurdle. It's, I, I feel like it's related to almost communication. People are not, um, it seems like so, they're so busy in their own head. In the I, social world, too. Yeah, yeah, in their social world and in their own head. They're yeah. really not honing in on what you're trying to communicate. And, and you may be trying to communicate, hey, you need to smile. And we're trying to pursue in the best way we know how is that treat people with kindness. But sometimes people don't even know what that means. Mm -hmm. Treat people with kindness. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, smiling, show your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> show yeah. your teeth. Yeah. If you if you don't know what a smile is, <laughs> show <laughs> your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if that means nothing to you, show your teeth. <laughs> yeah. That's good. You know, um, this right and in this business uh, will end this question here but in this it's, it is hard to run a business world today because everybody's walking around not showing their start yeah. um and i go into you know my local starbucks which we don't own and i went there this morning and, you know i order all the time and it's funny because i say good morning hello they'll greet me mm -hmm. and i'm trying to do something different now right because everybody says man i love when i go to my local buffaloes and my bartender knows hey Ron, how are you doing today yeah. and i want to turn that around to us on the guests why can't we say why do you know that girl at Starbucks, boy at Starbucks, bartender, or somebody oh, at the good. UPS store and say, hey, Jennifer, how's your day today? Yeah. Or, hey, Jennifer, I just want to say you're doing a phenomenal job. Give her a high five. Yeah. And turn like it back it. on there because everybody says, yeah, I love one of those stores because they always greet me. Mm -hmm. Well, how about you try to greet them? You might make their day. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And those start a new wave. I think that is something we should change. I'm telling you, I'm running for office and it's going to be an office of hospitality office. Like, how do we change the top of making people happy today? Because that's the problem. People are working their butts off. It's a yeah. tough market. People come in not showing their teeth. The yeah. kids don't show their teeth. So our servers don't want to show their teeth.
Yeah, we yeah. need a shirt. Show your teeth. We're going to make that. <laughs> Patrick, send this email to Stephanie. Get starting on a teeth. That's Kim's new shirt. We'll have it on our line. With Kim cheating right on yes. the front. <laughs> Kim's big teeth. Show his teeth. So uh, try that, guys. Let's oh, go out. Let's, awesome. let's, start, let's start a trend, Pat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So t- we're gonna go get our Starbucks and we're gonna go find out the Duh. bistro. I always say bistro. I always, how do I say it again? Barista. Barista. I always say it wrong. What do you say? Bistro. Bistro. Oh. That's a restaurant, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My English, guys. Yeah. I barely got to me. So I don't know. So all right, last. Oh. I think we got probably one more good question. Let's roll with the last one here, guys. Yeah. So uh, a little controversial here. California. Oh, what's governor. he throwing at us? Okay. Well, first off, California. I, say, what? I really like what you said about the social media. It, that was that was that was great. Um, California governor signs fast food bill to law that could raise minimum wages for oh, workers wow. in the state to twenty two dollars an hour by next year. What are your thoughts on this one? I've, I've got some mega thoughts right off the bat, yeah. if, if you don't mind. I yeah. do too. I, th- I think oh, no. in the hospitality industry, a lot of our service and a, and a lot of money that is made is based on hospitality and steps of service and in a 10 credit state, you have to earn the ability. And you can, you can make more than $22 an hour, unequivocally way more than that. But you have to do things like prompt payment and smile and give hot food and give cold beer. And I fear if we go to something like that, that we're going to have to raise our prices significantly and we're just not going to do tips anymore because guests are not going to come in and pay $20 for six wings and leave a tip. They're going to do one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I believe that the result of that would be if we have to pay people that amount of money and they're not being tipped anymore, they're going to care way less about those things that matter. The steps of service, the, the hospitality, the doing things quickly, the hustle, and all of those things are going to be on the decline, not the incline. I feel as though no matter what we make the minimum wage in the service and hospitality industry, if you're doing it, you're making more than it anyway. So it just it's it's unbelievable to me that we think in the hospitality industry that that's a solve. Um, and it, because just we have to make we can't fall into the narrative that hospitality is getting worse. Right? We hear that all the time right now. Post COVID hospitality, it's getting worse. No, we need to solve to make it better than it ever has been. And it's not by raising minimum wage of our tipped employees. It's finding way to teach them to be more hospitable to make more money. Mm-hmm. That, so I'm fired up about it. I wanted to kick that off, but yeah. that doesn't yeah. solve it here in Texas or Louisiana for me. Are you gonna get bleeped on the D word? D word. Yeah. I don't I say know. damn. Yes. yes. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. That's 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 up to Tyler and Champ and him. I don't know. No, they might do that. I control the beeping thing. Kim, what you got? Yeah, what you got? <laughs> yeah. So when I heard about this, so many things run through my mind. But for the one, one thing is if you be paid twenty two dollars an hour, you're yeah. gonna be paying twenty five dollars for a burger. Yeah. So it it just has to. I'm all for the increase year over year increment or year over time or every four or five years of increasing minimum wage, right? We have to take cost of living. We have to adjust cost of living. But when you have governors that are pushing for triple minimum wage, we're we're about to embrace upon a crisis because we're going to have to keep pushing up prices to afford to pay someone $22 an hour. It just goes hand in hand. Businesses aren't going to go out of uh, business because they have to pay their poorly employees. Businesses are going to increase prices. We'll figure it out. Traffic's going to decrease. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. Yes. So stop the madness. It, it's mad. $22 an hour isn't fixing anything. You're doing one of two things. 
you are going to run somebody out of business because costs are going to get equivocally unheard of and unmanageable. So you're going to run people out of businesses. And people that are making $22 an hour, they're going to be making the same as if they're making $7.25 an hour because the prices are going to be increased. Yep. So it doesn't make sense. Let's use common comments. Get those people out of the White House that don't have common sense. Let's get some people back in the well, White House that have common sense. And let's just, use our common well, sense. Well, well, what I want to say is this is, too, first off, when I, when I saw this pop up and shout out, and, man, I feel sorry for all of my fellow franchisees in, in the business of in the, in California. You know, but fast food is is in, in, in those industries. How do you determine how that's to, to me is it's not right. So it's I almost mean, discrimination. It's discrimination to, to the business side of it. Because what about the you know the guy that's working in the in the gas station store, right? They don't get those poor those poor people get beat up and robbed all the time, and, and it's tough business. And what about the the mail carrier and the, the the guy building the car? Heck, you know all these union workers are fighting right now. To, I think they're making what I read twenty five dollars an hour, and they're trying to get twenty nine. They only want to work four days a week and all this, but they're twenty five dollars to put a car together, and that's hard work. I watch them guys. I mean, yeah, and 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 now they're going to pay twenty two dollars. But get get let's 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 be let's be common sense here. You're making ten dollars an hour compared to twenty dollars an hour. We pay taxes on the ten dollars and the twenty, so the government's getting more money. Either way. That's all he wants to do is take more of your money, right? And that's what it is. They keep taking more. And what are they doing with your money? Well, I can tell you they're not pumping it back in California because we just <laughs> got yes. off the plane from California. The streets are terrible. San Francisco is a disaster. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful state, beautiful, beautiful yeah. state, but it's ran Horrible. That sounds like we need to run this country like a business. Yeah, Justin, yes. use your five five seven eight two one zero five. But you know, it, make America great again. You're right, and I want to use this terminology. Like when we're in California, beautiful country, man. I'm so jealous that y'all beautiful weather, and you drive the mountains and the coastline, and you know, good people there too. And everybody I spoke to there are, are like, oh, we hate it here, and they don't hate it there. They hate the control they have over them there. Everybody we spoke to said that. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy. I use this terminology, Justin. It's like they charge so much in taxes. It's unbelievable. Gas prices was $6 or something a gallon there. It's crazy. i never seen more Teslas ever. You're driving down the freeway? Normally here you're passed up by four-wheel drive trucks everywhere. In Texas, it's Teslas everywhere. I'm sorry. You, you'd sit there. There's Teslas everywhere. Mm -hmm. You would love it because we, we kind of like Teslas. They're cool looking. Not that we want it for the energy part of it. But it's like somebody in your neighborhood. Let's say your neighbor down the street has the biggest, finest house ever. Wow, it's like, that's a beautiful house. But he never upkeeps it because he makes a lot of money. But he doesn't care about the exterior part of it. He doesn't groom his grass. It's high. His it needs to be painted. His bushes are dying. Everything. Mm -hmm. It's because he doesn't care about the exterior. So it's hurting your image of your company or your house, right, your value. But he has all the money in the world. That's what California feels like. They're taking in all this money. They're make, And they're spending on stuff that I don't know what they're spending on because they're not taking care of the people. There's people drugs everywhere the, mm -hmm. the 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 city's dilapidated mm -hmm. but now you get out in the country it's beautiful you know it's little houses and everything but you go in the big cities man it's terrible nothing like that so it's discerning that that, that they're that the government it's involving and they're attacking fast food they're attacking these employees or these custom these these businesses and the the mom and pops are going to struggle with this the yeah it's almost like they're trying to push um and fast food industry they're almost trying to push the people out yeah in because, and out you're gone hey, buddy fast food will <laughs> listen they'll they'll implement some robots yeah. they'll implement ai and they'll start pumping out burgers and fries 
through a robot. Yeah. And and they'll get rid of the human element. Businesses again, they're going to figure it out how to survive. And it's at the expense of a human. Of a human. And, and so until we get again common sense in the White House and can figure this thing out, it's just beware, guys. Just beware. Just You're pushing for twenty two dollars an hour, beware what the underlying um uh, statement is that's coming out. Well, that's why eggs cost so much. That's why everything costs so much nowadays because when you raise that price to $22 for an entry-level employee, now the managers need to make more money. The guy that's been working there seven years needs to make more money. Um, and, and it just continues. And the guy that's, you know, in, in, in delivering the everything, right? Everybody, because when they raise that price, everybody's, well, I go work at, you know, McDonald's and make $22 an hour, so I'm not going to drive this truck. Or I'm not going to deliver this product. I'm not going to pick up your trash. I want $40 an hour because I'm picking up dirty trash. It's just, man, it blows my mind. I'm, 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 that's why government needs to step out of business, man. You know, mm -hmm. just keep us safe, right? Yes. Keep us safe. Take care of our elderly, yeah. right? That's yeah. what you made a promise for. Keep our military strong and tough and ready to go. If Powerful. Need, if anybody needs to mess with us, don't you come over here. Yeah. And to stay out of the business side. Let us run businesses. Let us give you money off our taxes to keep us safe and keep our borders closed and keep us updated with medicines that we need. And yeah, lower our prescription costs. Yeah, believe me, lower the drugs. These old people paying all out of money. Heck, I got my chemos and stuff. It was crazy amounts of money. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's wild these days. Yeah. These like questions the, were fun. There's <laughs> such low margins in fast food to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like you're already making pennies and counting pennies and asking people to work so dang hard yeah. in, in fast food to, to, to do that, to pass that onto your staff. You're, you're, there's going to be robots, but I think oh, just yeah. a lot of people are going to close and say it's not worth it. It's not yeah. a good industry to get into anymore. And that stinks because there's some incredible brands out there that offer really good products. And it sucks that they're going to close just because something that's legislated that doesn't make sense to our industry. Yeah. yeah. What makes me mad. Yeah. I'm just a little, I, I like Whataburger, which I've tried in and out Burger. For all my California friends have tried it. It's not Whataburger. And Whataburger, so in and out Burger came to Texas. We, and it's Whataburger. Whataburger. We accepted in and out Burger. Whataburger. Whataburger. <laughs> we, we accepted them in Texas and we tried them and they're still busy. They're doing good. Yeah. Whataburger expanding out. Whataburger ain't going to California now. Twenty-two dollars an hour. They ain't going. No. So no unfortunately, to my friends over I can in California, feel like the five degree difference from that heated conversation. Yeah. Thanks for that question, <laughs> yeah. Pat. We're yeah, gonna where start. Where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. Pat. We're gonna start screening these questions because some of these you can't give to Kim and Justin. Yeah, that was yeah, that was intense. It was like... <laughs> um, but hey, um, let's wrap it up. It's been a it's been yeah. a good conversation. Super it's, fun. It's uh, Friday. We've got Friday night football coming up. We were off last week. Uh, we got to get geared up for the conference. We're leaving Monday morning, flying out to Washington, and spending four great days there. Going to tour some monuments. Um, I want to go drive around and look at some stuff. I've never, I've been to Washington, but never got to see some of the cool monuments and stuff. So it'll be fun and yeah. do a podcast there. Get to catch up with some of our franchisee friends, say hello to them, mm -hmm. and some of our vendors. And, you know, take them out back a little bit because they've been slow on some products, getting it to us and getting us open on some stores. Let me to say our Buffalo Wild Wings Go is still not open. Yeah. Red tape. Well, yes. You'll be in the Capitol. Knock on some doors. <laughs> Yeah, but they might arrest me. I don't know. <laughs> yes. We're not going near that. <laughs> We're not going there. We're going to stay at the Gaylord and just be happy yeah. and, and eat a good steak. Uh, but, hey, thank, hey, Pat, thank you for joining us. Did you have yeah, fun? Did you like yeah. it? I had, a, I had a great time. I think this is uh, this is amazing. So yeah. Well, appreciate you, you. you. You did a good job. You did a good job. Yeah, and thank you, you so much. That's what I try to do for you guys. You yes, always do that. You do. You always do that. Thank you, Justin. You have a good weekend. 
Playing some uh, softball. Kimberly, playing some softball. Me and oh, Kim yeah. have a you busy week. You know, um, I know you're always softballing it. So have a good time. And uh, hey, guys, 